Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Alliteration begins with the tip of the tongue, the lips, and the teeth. That's the beginning. We're live. morning good morning good afternoon and good evening and welcome in to the believe in monsters podcast i'm your host joe gaither joined by chris krogman and lucas berry and we're excited to uh bring you another episode of the believe in monsters podcast you can uh, find us uh, everywhere you can find the lounge room network you can find us on the twitter machine at monsters lounge find my man chris krogman at chicago at shy bears 1985 it's not the year that he was born. There was something else that uh, happened. Uh, so you can find him at, at Shy Bears 1985. Find Luke Berry at oh, L. Berry. Dude, that was the year he was conceived. Oh, yeah. Okay. The year he was conceived. That was the year. Perfect. Perfect. That was and the year. myself, I am at Joe Gaither 6. And tonight, we are about uh, eight, eight, eight days away from the opening of uh, Chicago Bears training camp. So uh, we're excited as we are right on the precipice of the 2021 season. And tonight we're going to be talking some offense, Chicago Bears offense, you know, uh, Justin Fields, a little Allen Robinson, a little uh, David Montgomery, boom, bing, bing, man, there we go. Uh, no, we'll get a little deeper than that. We're going to figure out who's going to make this team and what exactly their roles are going to be tonight. So stick with us. And by the end of the episode, you'll know exactly what's going on with this Chicago Bears offense. Chris, it's been a week, man. Good evening. How are you? Good evening, Mr. Gaither. How are you? I am doing very well. Uh, looking forward to this. Uh, the offense should be much better this year with the improved quarterback play. Whether or not that's Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, either one will be better than previous seasons or at least last season. Lucas, how you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic. And you know what I just realized, guys? We got we got almost all the time zones here. We got East Coast. We got Joe's on Central Time. Chris, you're on Mountain Time. We just need a West Coast timer. Is that what you guys call it there? Mountain Time, right? Mountain Time. Mountain Time, two hours behind. Two hours behind me. Yeah, we just need a West Coast, and then we'll have the uh, whole uh, time zones, all of them covered, just like all of Chris's sports team. They span across the United States. But tonight we are yeah, talking man. about the Chicago Bears. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to do offense this week, and we will have our defensive episode drop the first day of training camp. So we got you guys covered. Again, follow us on Twitter at Monsters Lounge. Um, so, yeah, where should we start, guys? From the top, QB? I mean, this is this is interesting to me because the Bears are going to have three QBs probably dressed for every game, which is not normal. I mean, two QBs normally and a practice squad guy, which in the past has been Tyler Bray. This year the Bears are stuck with – uh, you know, Nick Foles is on the roster. I doubt they're going to cut him. They're probably going to hold on to him and hope some team wants to trade for him. And then you obviously have Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Uh, so, fellas, what – I mean, any surprises here from camp and kind of the, any three of these guys, you know, you know, there's no way they get cut, right? I guess yeah, the main no focus should be what ha what what happens to Nick Foles. Okay, so Andy Dalton and Justin Fields are, are locked. We don't really – we shouldn't even get into that. What do you guys think happens with Nick Foles? Yeah, you're a mind reader, Luke. I think that uh, 
shoot. What happens with Nick Foles, it depends on the rest of the league. Depends on who gets hurt and if, if there's a team, well, you know, if there's a team that ha- is a contender that, you know, that has a situation where their quarterback goes down and maybe they think Nick Foles is the answer and we can unload uh, that contract, kind of do some sort of like, you know, the, the you know, uh, buy out, you know, deal with the, deal with his big number uh, as the third string quarterback. Uh, do I think Nick Foles is on the roster at the start of the year? Yes, I do. And I, do, I but uh, it may, maybe another quarterback in another market gets hurt. And that's the way the bears can get rid of, uh, get rid of Nick Foles in that contract. Chris. Yeah. You know, I, so here's my take on Nick Foles and where I think his place is, at least right now. Uh, I think it was said last year that Nick Foles is excellent at the mental rep game. So he was not getting number one snaps all the time in preseason. He wasn't getting them all the time in camp, but on the sidelines in practice, uh, he was mental repping every single snap. I think he can teach Justin Fields that same mentality, that same game. So that's where he, I think, will benefit the Bears the most, at least in the preseason. Uh, and, you know, I th- the, the rumors have been the Jets all along, you know, that the, the Jets need a veteran quarterback. Uh, looking at their depth chart, it is ugly. Um, they have no one behind Zach Wilson. I uh, haven't even heard, like James Morgan and, and Mike White. I I, James Morgan, I think, was like an undrafted or fourth rounder at best. I have no idea where that guy came from. But uh, if he does get traded, it'll probably be to a team like that or a team that uh, has an injury uh, either in the preseason or in the early part of the season uh, up until you know the deadline around week six. Lucas, what do you think is going to happen with Mr. Foles? Yeah, so – just going off what you said earlier, I mean, this is going to be like a QB. I like to call it the QB incubator for Justin Fields. I mean, it's not always that you get, you know, so say Andy Dalton's the starter. It's not always that you're going to have a guy like Nick Foles on the sidelines talking to you through every play. Um, so Justin Fields will be able to get some uh, kind of be able to just fire off questions and be able to talk about things as they happen live, which is great. You normally don't see that. Um, I mean, the bears can't cut Nick Foles. I mean, they could, but it would just be like a waste. I, they just have to kind of hold him in their hand as that wild card. And uh, eventually some team is going to trade for him. I mean, injuries are inevitable. Um, you know, teams need a strong backup quarterback. So whether in a backup role or in kind of a mentoring role, um, I think Nick Foles will be traded eventually. But just at the end of the day, he has to um, he has to make this roster. I, I don't see any way he doesn't you know, make the team. That is the only unfortunate thing right there is he does take a roster spot, right? So we have a lot of a lot of young guys uh, in the O-line room and in the wide receiver room that could be an extra an extra body, an extra special teams guy, uh, an extra roster spot to just to just to you know get a chance. And Nick Foles is going to eat up that spot basically to do nothing other than be a fourth or fifth QB coach for. Justin Fields and I guess Andy Dalton in a way uh, to teach help teach him this offense because he knows it like the back of his hand. He you know we saw him on the sidelines last year, kind of giving Nagy the business about how to run his own offense, which was comical but also something that I think Nagy kind of needed. So you take all of that together, and I think Foles is here 
at least through maybe through the preseason if, if somebody doesn't get desperate. But if he's on this team come November, that's that's a little troublesome. Yeah, it's one of those things the uh, the Bears just kind of have to eat. Joe, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. What are you going to no, say no, there? Go no, you're finished. You're good. I was going to transition us on, but ex exactly. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, so the, the running back room, I mean, this is, you know, once we start getting into running backs and receivers, I would say skill positions, these are going to be the most interesting battles for the Bears. I mean, how many running backs can you keep on a roster? Because, you know, obviously your locks, you have David Montgomery, Terry Cohen, but then you also have Damian Williams, who you thought would be kind of your third and final back. But then the Bears also brought in Khalil Herbert, um, so, I mean, what do you guys think happens with those two guys? Again, I think both of them are roster locks. I don't think the bears are going to cut a rookie who provides special teams value. They just drafted in his first year. I mean, what do you guys make out of this room and, and what, what we should look for after camp? I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the running back room because you look at uh, – we, we all love David Montgomery. I think we talked a little bit about that last week with the fantasy segment and uh, Matt Nagy talking about getting him uh, increased carries per game. Uh, and, and I think we're all hopeful that Tariq Cohen comes out off that ACL and, and, and comes back as his old self, being able to kind of jitterbug around the, the, the field and make guys miss. Uh, once you get past there, you you got a lot of, you know, some interesting names that have – and you ask how many do you – do you keep do you keep four 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 running backs you, you you're probably going to keep damian williams uh that's a mad naggy guy a guy who knows the system well and probably a guy who doesn't need a whole lot of practice time and, and it's probably can probably plug and play into a lot of areas into your offense if you're mad naggy and then you drafted coil herbert you're looking at ryan nall who's a fan favorite i know i joked about tanner gentry last week but but like you're looking at other uh, other uh you know uh Artavius Pierce, like, like I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely thinking that we're keeping four running backs, but, uh, but if you go beyond that, I shoot, Chris. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you guys touched on it. It's all, uh, it's all David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen. I think Damian Williams makes the team as that third down, change of pace, uh, spell those first two guys when he gets a chance. He actually was not in Kansas City while Nagy was there, but he does know that offense. He knows the Kansas City offense, which is essentially what this is based off of. The Andy Reid offense is what it is. The you know goes back to Philadelphia as well. Uh, I think Herbert is probably a lock as the kick returner, uh, and also will get snaps as a as a running back. Uh, unfortunately, Ryan Nall is still in the mix. Uh, I don't understand the point of a halfback, fullback, um, special teams roster spot, but he'll be there, I feel, unfortunately. Um, then that leaves Artavius Pierce out, which I don't really understand. I thought he did well last year in his spot, but, um, you know, if he's no, no different than Herbert, then what's the point? You know, he doesn't provide the kick return ability or punt return ability or anything special teams related, you know, that's going to fly off the, you know, fly off the chain. So it's probably those four and maybe null, which I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep bringing that guy back. But I, for me personally, I think the, uh, I think Herbert replaces null. 
um, kind of as the guy that makes the roster this year who will provide that kind of, uh, you know, value in multiple places where he's going to be able to, he's probably, I think he's going to be the Bears kick returner this year. I mean, he did, you know, he did that really well in college. And uh, this was also just kind of a guy that the fell into the Bears' lap. It seemed like Pace is taking best player available. Um, and a lot of draft experts, uh, you know, said the Bears got a, a real steal in taking Herbert when they did. Um, so I'm actually excited to watch this guy play. I think he has kind of, uh, you know, RB2 upside eventually. But, you know, even moving forward, I, I wouldn't be shocked by the end of the year to see you know, if if all goes to plan, Herbert getting Williams's carries and Williams kind of being that RB four there, um, you know, I think that definitely is a possibility. So I think those four are locks, but I don't I don't really see Null or any of those other guys making the roster unless an injury happens, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I take that. I'm not going to make make a wish. Some Ryan Null touches, maybe a touchdown or two from Ryan Null. It, we'll see it in the preseason, man. He he's going to light it up like Ryan Null. Imagine, just wait for Ryan Null and Justin Field to RPO in the preseason. <laughs> That's going to be beautiful. That third preseason game, they're going to tear it up, and people are going to say that guy needs to make the roster. Uh... Every year, dude. Every year, the Bears fans fall right into it. Uh, but, yeah, go, we'll go to the next position. I mean, this is a position Chris and I talked today, so I'm going to start with Chris. I mean, let's break down the wide receiver room, bro. Let's let's hear, you know, who's who's your top – let's say the Bears keep – how many How many normally get rostered? Six maybe in like six. five address? They've done six almost every year since Nagy's been there. Actually, they've done six for a long time. Right. It seems like. Well, let's, let's hear your – You've got to take into consideration the extra roster spot on the quarter uh, – with the quarterback room – is going to get taken out of somewhere. So, yeah, you're looking at usually six. Go ahead, Chris. Who who, who, who do you like on this Bears roster? Obviously, A-Rob and, and Mooney are your one-two. Um, Marquise Goodwin coming in could be the three. Uh, obviously, Anthony Miller's there. He's going to he's gonna hopefully put up a fight this year. I just – the mental toughness with Anthony Miller just – just bugs me man and i just need that guy to to be in the game all the time 24 7 and maybe justin fields can rub off on him you know justin's business all the time so hopefully that can you know miller can take some of that and uh, apply it to his talent because his talent is there i mean it's you see him open more than almost every other receiver I mean, he probably gets better separation than robinson does uh but his lack of concentration his drops his you know, doing just silly things, uh, the practice rumors and the not knowing the playbook and knowing where to line up, that just, just gets under my skin. You know, you're a professional, act like it. Then um, there's, you know, the Riley Ridleys and the Javon Wims of the world. Uh, do either of them make it? I don't know. I, I can't understand the Riley Ridley, you know, lack of snaps. He's got like 10 catches in his entire career. Obviously, these coaches are seeing something that we're not. You know, we were kind of told when he was drafted that he was a steal, uh, that he, you know, could really, you know, blossom and turn into something. Haven't seen any of that yet. Obviously, Wims is another another mental midget. Uh, had that breakdown in New Orleans where he slapped somebody in the face or whatever because they heard he hurt his feelings. I mean, come on, man, be a professional. Uh, lastly, Demir Bird. I think this dude is the has the chance to be the uh, the shining star, the um, the Taylor Gabriel type that we've seen in the past, and actually you know fulfill that role. So how many am I up to here? Mooney, Bird, Miller makes it. Robinson. That's, was that five? Your odd man out would be your odd man out there would be Newsom. 
who we drafted this year who broke his collarbone. Have one, have either of you heard an update on is he going to be ready day one? And two, you know, how do you think he fits into this depth chart, if at all? Chris, I'll let you continue on. Uh, Daz Newsom, what, what are you thinking about this kid? I think he could, that's number six. I think I'm only at five, but I think Newsom is probably six. I haven't heard if he's going to be ready day one, but I have heard it's going to be close. Um, day one as far as like camp goes or day one as far as preseason day one as far as you know first day of the roster i don't know our first day of the uh, season i'm not sure joe how are you feeling about this room this this year i mean we know the locks mooney and a rob not much needs to be talked about i mean how do you feel about who's our wide receiver three and, and what's the rest going forward for you? Yeah, I, I think, I think Anthony Miller, uh, even though he, he, he exactly what Chris said, kind of having some mental issues, uh, uh, being some focus issues. I think he's going to uh, lock to make the roster as well. And once you get past those three, I think you, you, you can make a real debate with with the rest of it there, uh, to get to the next, to the next three. Um, I'm probably going to go with Demir, near the Demir bird, I'm not sure about Daz Newsom because uh, you know they're, they they may end up trying to uh, oh what's the what's the designation if you can't when they stash him on the IR yes he was kind of a a little bit of a flyer uh, flyer pick anyway so that, that that might end up being what they do with him. Um, thanks. Thank you for the help there. Uh, so I don't know that I, I, I wouldn't put it. I don't think he, he would make my six. I think, uh, I think I'm going to go with a good one and, uh, oh man, it's going to make people mad. Oh, probably. You got We got a special teams guy. Golly. Uh, yeah, I, I think we'll go, we'll, we'll go with good one and probably, it, it, probably one of whims or Ridley as my sixth Wims gives you the special team ability right he's got special teams uh snaps your boy tanner gentry and making the squad joe no unfortunately not he's gonna have to cut you know he's gonna have to have a lot of injuries that happen to get him uh get get a call up (laughs) stop selling ps5s Dude, when it happened the second time, I lost it. Like it happened oh, one dude. time, and then, and then we thought he got his account back, and then he's like goes back to selling PS5. And when I first saw that dude, I was like, "And then this guy's not a star, but what a dick move!" <laughs> Jeez. Um, but you got yeah, so I think that's that's the sixth. I mean, if you have a Rob Mooney, uh, Miller, Bird, Wims Ridley, that's your six there. So. And then Newsom would be seven, you know, if they don't injury stash him. But no, I, don't really think there's any, I think I mentioned him. Mm-hmm. I was just mentioning the group there. Oh. Um, there's so I, what I'm saying is I don't think there's anyone that has like a weird outside chance to come in outside of those Definitely, guys yeah. there that I just named. Um, right. But me and you talked about this earlier, Chris. For me personally, I love Goodwin and, I, and Bird was a great addition. They're just kind of both redundant to me. I mean, they're both pure speed guys. They don't really run too many routes. Their one goal is just to, to burn you. Um, I know you mentioned Goodwin as a possible wide receiver three. I just don't see a guy of his skill set fitting into that role. I mean, I think his role is straight, um, you know, take the top off the defense, as they like to say. Um, and him and Bird are kind of one and the same in that in that sense. So for me personally, I think, I don't know, I'm kind of, 
I'm making Anthony Miller a lock to make this roster, and I kind of just pencil him in there at wide receiver three just because I think he brings more of a diverse skill set than the other guys. Um, does that mean, you know, does that mean he'll be good in that role or he'll be better this year? I don't know. I just, for me personally, I think kind of Bird and Goodwin, uh, more of that speeder role. I, I just don't see him as on the field as much as a guy like Miller. Um, so, but this this will be something we will talk about throughout camp. You know, how are these guys doing? How are they progressing? Because I think, you know, one of these three has to separate themselves. Like, we as Bears fans, I'm sure we all hope this is the year Anthony Miller puts it together. It's it's his last chance. It really is. But if Pace wanted to get rid of him, I think he would have got rid of him by now. I mean, my opinion, like I told you earlier, Luke, was you don't bring in two free agent wide receivers and draft another one if you, you know, don't have some, you know, at least concern that Miller won't put it together. Um, my understanding is Goodwin's looked really good in camp so far. Obviously, it's, you know, seven on seven or, you know, shorts and helmets, but uh, that's the uh, that's the rumor. Yeah, and you know what? This is—I mean, this is the type of offense the Bears need to be running with a guy like Justin Fields. You need to be running more—you know, four, five wide receiver sets sometimes with him on the field, just because you—you know—you don't always need a running back in the backfield with him because he's so dynamic with his legs that if you spread him out, you know, design some QB runs, QB draws for him, you're going to be cooking on O. So. Uh, the fact that the Bears added this much speed on offense is great to see. Um, it's it's going to be, I think, different than in years past. Um, you know, obviously, Wims and Ridley are both kind of – I mean, Wims is pretty fast. I think he ran like a 4 3 9 or something like that. But for the most part, I feel like he's kind of like a possession guy. But yeah, Wims, Wims is a lot faster than you think, I think. I mean, I know he got I mean, into the end zone and dropped that ball that he should have caught last year when he smoked everybody. But I feel like he's like a four or five guy. I could be wrong, but. Well, let, let me ask you as you go, going back to Anthony Miller here uh, and, and your debate on whether he's going to be. Oh, you're right. Five. Hold on. Uh, he's right. He's a, he's a four, four or five guy. I'm, I'm wrong. Whether we think that Anthony Miller is going to be uh, our, our wide receiver three, how difficult, and Chris, to your point of drafting a guy and bringing in two free agents, how difficult of an evaluation of it, or uh, how difficult is it to make a proper evaluation of Anthony Miller uh, when you've dealt with the quarterback play that he's been dealing with over the course of his, you know, three years in the league? Obviously, you can evaluate the mental issues, whether he's running the right routes, whether he's, uh, you know, penalties, whether he's engaged in the game. But as far as being able to be, make, a, be, make a play and go out and, you know, and get open, uh, I, I think that I still believe in his ability to get open. I, so so I, I think that, yeah, you, you, you make, make it clear that it's his make or break year. Ah, but I think that with a better quarterback, if, I don't know, maybe I'm just like uh, glass half full guy, but I just think with a better quarterback, we're going to see a lot different uh, Anthony Miller. I really hope we do. Like I said, he, he has the talent. He absolutely has the talent, no doubt about it. Uh, he does have concentration issues where he has had some big drops. Uh, can't, I'm pretty sure it was him that dropped that absolute dime by Mitch in week one or two last year. Can't remember. He, he definitely, he definitely dropped a few passes that were really catchable. Uh, for sure. But overall, yeah, he, he's, 
like I said, he gets separation. He can be dynamic and fantastic. He just has to, you know, put that professional polish on it and and we'll and we're and we're cooking. We are rolling. If Anthony Miller breaks out this year, we are cooking for sure. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be, like I said, an, an interesting offense with uh with that wide receiver room, you know, added a lot of speed there. So we'll see what goes on there. And then I think before we move on to probably tight ends here, um, I think it should be noted that Daz Newsom does offer, again, special teams value. He was a punt returner, North Carolina. Um, just kind of weird. He He's not like a super fast guy, but he's, he's pretty good in the open field. He's pretty agile. So it's interesting that he returns punts. But, um, you know, I – just another feather in his cap about why he'll probably make the roster um, his rookie season. Uh, but moving moving into tight ends, I mean, this is interesting. You got Cole Komet, who's supposed to, you know, who's going to be the Bears tight end one to start the year? Will Cole Komet surpass Jimmy Graham to start the year? That's one of my questions for you guys. And two, you know, the Bears have traditionally carried up to four tight ends and more on their roster at a time. You know, who does Jake Butt make the roster? Who do you guys have? you know, making this roster behind Graham Kmet. Uh, either one of you can can take it off. Yeah, yeah so I think Jimmy Graham opens as the U tight end and Kmet as the Y. Uh, we'll see a lot of, you know, 12 yeah, sets yeah. with two, two tight ends. Yep. Um, from there, uh, you know, Cole's going to get his U snaps. Uh, but I think, you know, Jimmy's the U, Cole's the Y until further notice. Uh, J.P. Holtz, I think, makes the team. And I would love to see Jake Butt make the team, but that dude cannot stay healthy. Uh, he's He's got a ton of talent. Uh, I think he was one of the kind of catalysts to uh, some of these guys coming out of college, sitting out of bowl games because he got hurt in the bowl game, I believe, towards ACL or whatever, and it really just – absolutely killed his draft stock when he was one of the best tight ends in the country that year. So I'd love to see him make the team, but I think he's only played like eight games and not had many snaps and just keeps getting hurt over and over again. So I don't have high upside for him, um, but I think the talent is there for sure. Other than that, you know, you got your Jesper Horsteads and, and those guys, Scooter Harrington, uh, Scooter Harrington and, yeah, I just I don't know who that is. He must be a, must be an undrafted Ives. free agent. Uh, Thomas Ives, remember him? Thomas Ives. Thomas Super Ives, wide Played at Stanford. Nice. He's a rookie. Nice. Scooter. Yeah, so that's I mean the the Bears will almost definitely carry. I I, I mean this might be the position they skimp on, but I, I could see them carrying four tight ends um, into the season. So the yeah, like you said, it's it's probably Graham, Kmet, um, and then you're probably looking at Jesper Horstead because they like him as a blocker. But again, that was also last year, and the Bears are running I formation. Um, you know, they kind of used him as an extra blocker a lot. So uh, probably won't see as much of that this year. I I don't know, Joe. Who do you? I mean, who do you kind of got in this tight end room after Kmet and Graham? 
Oh, epic! I shoot. I, I think I'll probably go w with you and say it's Jesper Horstead gets that third spot, and I'm gonna go with you as well, Luke, and say this is the position that they skimp on. I think that there's enough guys that are on that tweener tweener level uh, that might, you know, that are we gonna roster this guy? Are we not? That you know, you can go out and get. Uh, a JP Holtz or a Jake Butt, if if an injury uh, happens uh, to to one of the one of your top uh, top line guys, but yeah, I think Chris really nailed this position well with with how with Komet. He's going to get into that number one role, but but for now, uh, Jimmy Graham's kind of that uh, what's it the why and uh, so it's it's going to be it's going to be. I, I'm expecting more uh, production out of this room, especially from Komet after last year. The, the few times that the, we got to use him last year, I felt like he showed a lot of promise, but it wasn't necessarily used uh, too, too much. But obviously, uh, tight ends are a difficult place to break into the league as a rookie. He's another guy that's been rumored to be all over the place on the field uh, in, in in training camp or OTAs or whatever. Uh Cole Komet making making plays. Yeah, we're not yeah, so that's going to be an interesting. Or... <laughs> Wait, do, do you guys? I mean, is is Jesper Horstead or, or JP Holtz in this mix at all? Um, with Jesper Horstead, I, I always get those two confused. JP Holtz was the guy the Bears used at fullback a lot, right? Two years ago, no. twenty nineteen. No, that was Horstead. that was Horstead. Yeah, JP Holtz is the one that like two years ago had the seven for ninety one game out of nowhere like the very end of the year he's uh i think he's more of a wide right. tight end blocker type but horstead is the one that they use as like that h back slash tight okay end. yeah that's that's what i thought and then i and then i remembered oh we had jp holtz too but i don't remember the bears using him that much last year i think it was mainly two years ago when they used him a lot um and well, we had harris last year too at the beginning of the year just that's right that, that's dropping everything and being i mean terrible. he was never he's always been a straight blocker. Like he's provided no use in the passing game, like ever. I mean, he might've had one decent year in KC, but never, ne never really known for his hands. So no, he's like um, Jesse James, but, but worse. <laughs> I, that's the thing. Matt Nagy does love all those extra tight ends. I mean, Andy Reid does too. It's just like, uh, this is, this is interesting. I don't know. I, Jake Butt maybe could make the team as, you know, tight end even three or four if he somehow stays healthy and has a great camp. So that, that kind of position behind Kmet, I think, is wide open. I don't think really, you know, Horstead is a lock for that at all. Let's send Nick Foles back to Philly for Ertz. Deal. Make this really I don't think interesting. Take it. I would Dude, love I've that. heard Ertz could get cut. I don't know if the Eagles would swallow that bullet. Honestly, I think they'd probably just play with, play, let him play out this year, and probably let him go on his way after probably. that. Probably, but this wouldn't this wouldn't be any fun if we didn't drop some hot takes. Dude, Zach Ertz would be a blessing, but I mean that the freaking Ryan Pace's obsession with Jimmy Graham is is scary at this point. He's had, he has so much faith in that guy that it's just like he he's the man, and that's what it's going to be moving forward until uh, Komet takes the reins. Red zone monster. Yeah, he jumps too right. early, monster. He jumps. He jumps at everything. He's just jumping for no reason. He's huge, and he has to jump for nothing. Chris, I don't know if I ever told you this, but you kind of got the Jimmy Graham look going on there. Yeah, I'm very, very good looking young man. So is Jimmy Graham. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Joe. He's a good looking dude. 
All right, so what, what do we got on the roster right now? We got three quarterbacks. We got four running backs. That puts us at seven. We got six. Uh, we, we've named six receivers. That puts us at 13. We've we've named three uh, three tight ends. Puts us at 16. So that leaves us, uh, what, about nine spots. I feel like the Bears might carry four tight ends. I, I really do. Yeah. I, I mean, you guys. I agree. I, I they, I, I think three is too thin. I think they, they need yeah. a fourth one. Even if he doesn't dress, they'll have a fourth one on there. Well, they'll de- they definitely need it for the, uh, the special teams for kick, ret- uh, kick returns and uh, kickoffs and punt return and punt block and all that stuff. It's it's always a tight end. So that'll be your Jesper Horstead or your J.P. Holtz. It's, gonna be, it's probably going to be Holtz if I had to put my money on it. Uh, no. It's going to be Hor- – yeah, Horstead, Holtz, Graham, Komet – that's probably your room unless, but somehow, um, you know, yeah. un- unseats one of those guys. That's, I mean, this is a great spot for him to kind of prove his worth uh, in all honesty. I mean, he could, he has an easy path to the roster. I mean, I don't think beating out those guys is going to be extremely difficult, but you know, if he's fully healed and, and can, and puts some, puts some together, I think he's definitely a shot uh, for that last tight end spot. But um, I definitely think the Bears go into the season with four. I, I don't think they'll go in a three. You know, like I, I feel like our training staff, uh, especially after they revamped it like two years ago, has done a great job with injuries and, and preventing injuries. So, you know, maybe they bring Jake Butt along slowly, and you know, in a year or two, you see Butt and Komet just out there running shit. I like the Butt. All right. So if we have four, that leaves us eight spots for O linemen. Eight to put us to twenty-five uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Twenty-five on the side we, of the ball. We obviously know who's. We, we obviously know the locks. Tevin Jenkins, uh, James Daniels, Cody Whitehair, Durant, Jermaine Fetty, uh, shoot, Alex Bars puts us at uh, Mustafer puts us at six. You know, uh, so you're looking at three three spots. You're looking at three spots for for who? Larry Borum, your rookie, Lachavius Simmons, Arlington Hambright. Is it as simple as that, or or, or is, there, is there anybody else that, that might be sneaking into the, those three spots? Wilkinson, Elijah Wilkinson. Yeah, I, I think Elijah Wilkinson definitely makes the roster. They brought him here. He kind of he plays the role that Coward did before he starts, where he could play. He's like a swing tackle, where he could play kind of wherever, and and he has you know some good quality NFL experience. Yeah, reports out of campus, they're uh, they're kind of letting him start at left tackle or at least get snaps out there to to make Tevin Jenkins earn it. Not to say that you know it won't be kind of like last year with with Jalen Johnson at the cute at the cornerback two spot, but. And, J- and Jenkins is probably going to get it right, but you know if he goes out there and just falls on his face, they need Wilkinson to to be ready, and who better to test them both than Khalil Mack? So I mean, t- to me, left to right, I think it's Jenkins, uh, Whitehair, uh, Mustafer, Daniels, and Fetty, uh, with your backups being Wilkinson, uh, Borum. At first, he could unseat a Fetty at any time, which I would love to have a Fetty as the, you know, kind of your jack of all trades, uh, being able to play either you, you want, and tackle spot. And then one of Simmons or Hambright. In the Wilkinson role. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, 
I mean, if Eddie could drop into guard too, I don't know if Wilkinson has played much guard, but if Eddie could be guard or tackle, and then Wilkinson can play that swing because you're going to need more depth and having guys that can do more than you know just one spot or even you know hold down one or two guard one of the two guard spots or one of the two tackle spots. I think we're going to need. We saw so many injuries last year. Uh, I think the guys that are probably on the uh, on the cut list or your Simmons and your, your Hambright, they were both seventh rounders last year, unless they just come in and, and our game records. I, one of those guys is probably getting cut bars might actually, you know, be uh, on the fence. If he doesn't really show out, I love Alex bars, but I don't know if they do. He, he, he got reps when everybody got hurt, uh, but coward got reps over him, which makes me just, want to jump out a window i don't get it but alex bars could be could be on that cut list too yeah i think you're spot on with the possible cuts being the you know late seven round picks um i, I think even i think eighth probably the sweet spot there on the roster but you know seven eight in that range could be could be bars i think bars makes the roster though uh i think last buck will come down to uh, Larry Borm, and then there's two seventh-round picks. So, uh, I mean, Joe, how, how are you feeling about this lineman room? Who do you think might be on the roster bubble? Well, I think you – I think we're all narrowing it in. Uh, I, I overlooked uh, Elijah Wilkinson. Uh, so, shoot, it probably – it's whoever you – between uh, Simmons and Hambright, you feel like you can stash probably on the practice squad without having uh, – Without having them stolen away, it's probably gonna get gonna get gonna get uh, gonna get cut and then end up put on the practice squad. And you know what? I mean, would you guys rule out the Bears bringing in a last-minute lineman, like a veteran lineman? I, I feel like there's still some left on the market, and uh, obviously, you don't want injuries, but camp injuries are inevitable. And um, you know, I I just have this feeling the Bears might not the Bears still might add one more lineman. Before I heard this uh, uh, tackle uh, Chris Krogman is going to be available for the Bears in, in case uh, in case of injury. Yeah, I played guard though, so that's not going to work. I'm too oh, short. Yeah. I got them short arms. I don't have the I don't have the measurables. <laughs> we don't care about measurables. We care about heart. Yeah, Krogman's got the heart. Uh, as far as bringing in another guy, I don't know. Um, they, you know, they brought Wilkinson in. They drafted Borum. You have Bars and Mustafer, both young guys from last year. Simmons, young guy from last year. Hambright, young guy from last year. I don't want to see him bring in another guy. I, I want to see them, you know, I think we have a, a good mix of guys that can start. I think, you know, the starting five I named are put us in the middle of the pack of the NFL, if not, you know, pushing for the upper end, as long as, you know, Jenkins works out, Daniel stays healthy, Mustafer gets stronger. I can't imagine he didn't. Um, but Borum is a another guy that, you know, was talked about in camp as being a big dude who moves well. So he could, he could be ready sooner rather than later. Uh, who, who would you think they, they would bring in Luke? I let me let me see who's still available. I'm pretty sure there's still a few very big free agents available. 
Um, but just while, while I'm looking this up, I was on ESPN.com looking up their uh, Bears depth chart. I don't know if this is projected or just what the Bears are at right now. But uh, Chris, to, to kind of rebut what you said, they have Alex Bars starting at right guard on ESPN.com. They have Tevin Jenkins, uh, James Daniels, Cody Whitehair, Alex Bars, Jermaine Fetty, with Sam Mustafer being the backup center. Um, I mean, how – Obviously, you don't like Bars that much, I don't think. I mean, how would you feel if, if Bars ended up winning that right guard position and they kept Whitehair at center? I mean, I, it's not it's not my take. I don't dislike Alex Bars. You know, I, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I love Alex Bars, but I just think they don't really care for him. I don't know why. Uh, you had what's what's old boy's name? Harry High, High Stand or He Stand, whoever you say that. Uh, we thought he would get the most out of those guys. And they started Rashad Coward, so I don't get that. Everybody doesn't get that. Um, what I was going off of is our lads who has Jenkins, Daniels, Whitehair, Effetti Wilkinson as your starting five with um, Mustafa Bars and Borum as your interior uh, center to right tackle uh, backups. Uh, would I, what, how would I feel if you won the right guard spot? I, great. I mean, that's awesome. But that means that Mustafer or you know Whitehair or Daniels are on the bench. Probably Mustafer in that case because you're not sitting Daniels or Whitehair, uh, especially since you know Whitehair's been your most consistent guy, and Daniels was looking fantastic before he ripped his peck off the bone last year. I have some free agents for you. I just uh, did a quick research. I knew there were some big ones left. Um, you know, Russell O'Connor is still out there, David DeCastro, uh, Mike Pouncey, Rick Wagner, who I know the Bears were really high on a few years ago, still out there. So, um, there's definitely some guys. Um, DeCastro's I mean, probably going to retire, and didn't Pouncey already retire? He might have. I, I think I – do you think uh, you think DeCastro's ready to go? Did he say that publicly? No, but I, there's yeah. been rumors within the Steelers – not that I have sources or anything, but that was the that was the rumor. Well, didn't he get picked up by someone and then cut again? Jeez, by, by the Ravens? Is that what is that what happened? Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking of something else. My bad. He was, but he was released by the Steelers, which was pretty surprising. Yeah, I mean, I think out of all those guys, uh, Rick Wagner's probably the guy to look out for. Right, the. Another one of those guys, Ryan Pace, really liked in free agency. We didn't end up signing him, um, but it's probably the one off that list that I think possibly they, they might sign. But it really depends on these uh, these young guys. If form you know form impresses and bars is okay, Bears may not feel any need to add any more to that offensive line. So, um, it, again, should be interesting. I'm really – I think my – guy to watch from the offensive line is probably got to be Larry Borum, as we said. Um, he could really solidify the Bears line if he's, even if he's a, you know, a very good backup this year, comes in in certain situations when guys go down um, and then kind of just eventually morphs into a starting right tackle, that would be awesome for the Bears. Um, but I'm not expecting major year one impact from him, but I think uh, excited to see him in camp for some of the big dogs and, and see how his strength holds up. Yeah, the guy I wish they would have got a hold of was that dude that signed with the Jets that was cut by Washington. 
Morgan Moses. Yeah, Morgan Moses. Uh, Whoops. I mean, they almost had him. I think he was – it was a toss-up between us and the Jets. I think there was something about – he wanted to play. We told him he had to play right tackle. He wanted to play. Yeah. 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 And we said, like, we want him to be open in case Jenkins didn't work out, essentially. Right? Something like that. Pretty much. Anyway. Nailed it. Well, before we – we've hit on the whole whole offensive roster. And uh, so that just a little bit of time. I got a – I want to talk about something that happened in the last uh, – six or seven hours here. Uh, the, the, the San Francisco 49ers signed or uh, re-signed uh, Fred Warner uh, to a pretty big deal uh, playing inside linebacker, and that kind of led uh, dominoes to Darius Leonard getting a new uh, a new contract with the Indianapolis Colts, which, I mean, for me as a Bears fan, are we at the point to uh, go ahead and sign, you know, extend and re-sign, uh, excuse me, extend and re-sign uh, Roquan Smith? You know, this is this really might be what Pace has been gearing up for by not paying Allen Robinson. Um, you know, this is Roquan Smith is you know in line for what should be a huge extension if he you know balls out this year, and it's really going to come down to um, you know are you going to pay a starting linebacker that much money um, in in an offensive driven league? I mean, do you guys, in your personal opinion, is it worth it to pay? As good as Roquan is, is it worth it to pay a guy like that, you know, $20 million-plus a year? Uh, Chris, I'll, I'll let you chime in on this. Go ahead. What, is that the number that they got? What did Warner and Leonard get, please, before I say that? Uh, I will 100% pay Roquan. He, he should have been an all-pro last year. He is the the future of this defense. Uh, he, he's he's an incredible ball player. He Fred Warner, Fred Warner's average of average annual value is is nineteen million dollars now. Good yeah, so God. next year you're gonna next year you're gonna be looking at twenty plus million to re-sign Roquan. I mean, obviously, as these contracts unfold, each player tops the next. You know, if you're good, even if you're not better, you will get more money than the previous guy. So, I think I think those twenty. I think those three are probably. Your your best young three in the league right now, Warner, Leonard, and Roquan. Right. Uh, they that those contracts lead me to believe that this salary cap next year is going to be like like two hundred fifty million dollars or something stupid because we've never seen inside linebackers make that kind of money in this league, and we're all over here complaining about not complaining but questioning whether or not to pay Allen Robinson, you know, twenty million dollars. And I, I, it astounds me that Fred Warner got that much money. I mean, good for him. It's awesome. But middle linebacker making $20 million makes me think that the, the salary cap is going to explode and that will be a value soon. And probably the same thing with, with A-Rob. You know, give him $20 million, it'll probably be a value soon as well. That's, that's just – these numbers just keep – just shocking me. I think when Joe Flacco got twenty million, I was still just dumbfounded at that. But that turned out to be a bargain. So, wow, twenty million for an inside linebacker. Incredible. Joe, how about you? I mean, that's are you doing it? If you're if you're Ryan Pace, are you giving him that money? 
Yeah, I'm doing it because if you have a guy in the middle that can patrol the middle, stop the run, run go sideline to sideline, I mean, yes, I'm doing it. As, as, as big of a hit as that is, uh, a leader in the middle, uh, I guess an offense, you know, in, in an offensive-driven league, I, I think that, that proves to be very valuable. So uh, uh, as difficult a pill as it would be to swallow on the salary cap side of things, I'm, I think I'm doing it. And I think that you might be onto something with uh, – you know, I think I think Ryan Pace is in a really uh, hard place with his money, kicking the can down the road in several contracts, and, uh, and then Robert Quinn's big ugh, ugly contract. Uh, and so, so I think you have to be really judicious about these decisions, and uh, that probably is what leads to shaving a couple couple dollars here off the Allen Robinson offer. Um, but yeah, I'm doing it because if, if you have an alpha on the defensive side of the ball. Um, that really that, that that really can you know set the tone and, and, and really provide give you a fighting chance because defense all uh, the, the defense these days is really about timely stops not really you're not, you're not really going to play consistently shut down defense you know in in, 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 the, in the new way that football's played so so a guy like Roquan can help you get those uh, those timely stops those turnovers those sacks those big plays um, so yeah I think I'm doing it. Yeah, I. So even though this is an offensive-driven league, um, you do need those guys in your defense that can change a game. Like uh, the Chiefs' defense, I wouldn't say is great, but they have certain guys in their secondary. You know, Tyron, the you know, Tyron Matthews of the world that make plays when they have to, and their makes their defense just good enough. So even if the Bears went all in on offense, um, having kind of a stalwart on your defense like Roquan, like say if you had to pay one guy, you know, you give him money to be there and kind of be that game changer, um, you know, that's a good deal. Uh, we saw what happened in that Eagles game. I mean, that play that got called back on him, if if he scores on that, that game's over. That game, they would have been, I mean, you guys remember that, right? I was going nuts when that happened. Like, just he's that good of an athlete that, that he can do that stuff whenever and change a game at the drop of a hat. So, uh, I, mean, I am all in respect. for to put it in perspective, I mean, Khalil Mack makes like, what, 22? So we're saying Roquan is 2 million less than potential Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Uh, Mack's got to put a 20-second year up or put some big numbers up soon. Um, but he's a, he's an absolute game wrecker. Uh, to me, paying the defensive side of the ball comes down to outside linebacker, edge rusher, whatever you want to call it, and cornerback. I mean, those are the two biggest important positions. I was going to say, I would, I would pay my corners more than any. You know, I would if, – if I had to choose, though, like if you – let's just hypothetically say the Bears had to choose between Jalen Johnson or Roquan Smith to move forward with and give a large contract to. Um, let's just say Jalen Johnson develops into a solid CB1. You know, who, who are you giving that money to? Johnson, he better be he better be he better be Jalen Ramsey if I'm giving him money like that over Roquan. Hey. That's fair. So you would, I mean, that's that's what I think kind of makes us fun because I I think I would give Johnson the money. I think cornerback is just having a good cornerback is so rare, and you see teams like Dallas, like Dallas got decimated last year because their secondary corners were just so bad. Like Dallas was a good football team, but they had nobody to stop anyone. That, that's what I mean when I'm saying you, you need just like you need just enough players to get by in the league. So, so I think an interesting. 
I think we're seeing a, a shift in how defense is played. And, you know, there's been some guys on Twitter that have talked about this. And it's how Fangio and how Desai essentially are going to run it. And it's that, you know, cover four, cover six kind of cloud, um, you know, where it's really cover three and then the fourth guy just kind of drops and you don't know which one it is until it happens. And I think you can make a lot more out of a lot less with that kind of, you know, schematics. Uh, so I think while, you know, a, a shutdown corner is great to have, I don't know how much you need it. I mean, look what – I mean, we had Prince of Mukamura, you know, as, as QB or cornerback two. Uh, we got uh, Desmond Trufant, who, if he stays healthy, will be will be fine. Uh, Kyle Fuller, I'm sorry, he's was not a top five cornerback in the league. He's great. I mean, and I love how, how aggressive and uh, physical he tackles, uh, but he also played off the ball – 27 yards and, and gave up tons of 12 yard curls. So I think it depends on the scheme. It depends on, um, you know, how we use our safeties and nickel corners, dime corners. Um, but if Jalen, you know, Jalen Johnson turns into a top five corner, I would give it to Johnson. Uh, I think Roquan is a top three linebacker in the league and a, you know, a game, a game changer, game setter, uh table setter like joe was saying he's 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 an alpha he's he's the he's the man over there uh so that's that's a tough call and like you said it is fun it's a fun debate is it time time to close it down oh here we go all right, well, we appreciate you joining us on the Believe in Monsters podcast this week. We had a lot of fun talking about the offensive side of the football and who's going to end up uh, making this roster for our Chicago Bears. Uh, had a, we'll get into that uh, Jalen Johnson, Roquan Smith, and whether we pay him or not. Maybe by this time next week we might have uh, some more news on uh, Roquan Smith, you know, follow, you know, following in the footsteps of his of, – uh, Darius Leonard, uh, but it was a lot of fun. I want to encourage you to follow my friends, Chris Krogman at shy bears, 1985, follow Lucas Berry at L underscore 40, follow the podcast at monsters lounge on the Twitter machine. And I am at Joe Gaither six. And it's been a pleasure to uh, be with you tonight. Bear down. down Chicago Bears. Game play on the way to
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.